Hey mama, did you know you're a superhero? That's right, believe it. What's your superpower, you ask? Your intuition. We have a unique sixth sense for what our kids need and when they need it. My tribe and I call this mom sense. When you're a first time parent, it's scary and lonely and so exhausting. I know this all too well. Hi, I'm Kanika Chadda Gupta. I'm a journalist, entrepreneur, and now a mother of three, twin toddlers and a baby, or my two for one and BOGO special. (laughs) I was thrown into the deep end of motherhood and it would sink or swim. I made a plan of action with my husband, built my village, met the right people, asked a ton of questions, and have learned so much in these early years. It's okay if you don't have time to read all the parenting books out there. And if you're watching YouTube videos on how to increase your supply while nursing or pumping and simultaneously posting in your neighborhood mommy group and buying diapers on Amazon. I've been there. That's why I launched my podcast for the mom on the go. You can passively listen when you're doing a drop off in your minivan, heading to work on the subway or cooking dinner for your family. I interview industry experts and real-life mamas on their MomSense experiences, tackling topics like what to expect when you're done expecting, dealing with mom guilt, how to teach your kids to meditate, rekindling your marriage, and how to master your five-minute makeup routine. And you know what the best part is? Each episode has tangible takeaways, homework that's fun, so you feel somehow changed for the better after listening to it. Not to mention relatable stories, inspiring quotes, and the best product recommendations from fellow moms. Hashtag mom win. Grab your latte that probably went from steaming hot to ice cold and take a listen to That's Total Mom Sense. So how many of you out there have been entertaining the idea of writing a book? It's a bucket list item for many of us. And as a journalist, publishing a book is on my vision board too, so I can relate. Have you become a thought leader in your field and are eager to share everything you know? Did you have an idea for a startup and live to tell your tale of struggle, triumph, and fundraising? Or do you want to publish a children's book to fill a gap in kids' literature? Or are you a mom on a mission who knows you have a higher purpose and publishing your personal journey is something you're just meant to do? Whatever your reason, we all know entering the publishing world is not easy, which is why so many of us are deterred right off the bat. That's why I am so excited to have Angela Engel on my show today. Angela Engel is recognized nationally as an experienced senior sales professional who promotes and places brands strategically in the marketplace. Her resume highlights her work with some of the most recognized publishing, baby, home, and textile brands. This includes Chronicle Books, Dwell Studio, Moleskin, and Cameron & Company. Angela's success in selling to key national and international retailers such as Nordstrom, Amazon, Costco, and Target has made her a sought-out expert in the industry. Her clients benefit from her dedication and passion, resulting in millions of dollars in revenue. Angela is an ardent cook, a lover of wine, and is passionate about exercising and raising her three young girls with her husband in Oakland, California. Angela is the founder of the Collective Book Studio, which is a full-service partnership publisher. The studio works with content creators to produce and distribute high-quality books in virtually every category. 
The team has collectively 30 years of combined experience working as authors, artists, and industry leaders to make dreams come alive on every page. They specialize in creating gorgeous, professionally designed, high-quality books, and their experience with national mass market and specialty retailers gets these books out into the world where they belong. Angela, thank you so much for being on That's Total Nonsense. Thank you for having me. So I think that many of us who aren't from the literary world, um, I feel like all we know is you either self-publish or you get an agent, right? Um, So tell us about that, the pros and cons involved. Yes, that's correct. There, there, it seems that cut and dry, but it really isn't. Um, so there's self-publishing, which I do think works for some. Uh, I think the the pro there is that first of all, you own all of your rights, so you own all of the your assets and your writing, um, and you can come to market fairly quickly. I think the the con there is. What do you do next? Um, other than Amazon as an, a, an outlet and possibly your own platform, it's very, very difficult to figure out sales and distribution outside of that. And if you do, you have to run that business then, right? Get a warehouse, right. start shipping to retailers, collecting and all of that stuff. And so you really have to step back and go, what was your ultimate goal? Was it to start your own publishing business or was it to... Uh, really truly tell your story and, and and do something else with your life that could elevate a different avenue for you and open up a different literally a, just open up a new completely new path that mm-hmm. your life is supposed to take I don't have a lot of experience in self-publishing but that's sort of my take on it mm-hmm. the traditional look is a awesome in so many ways of, of the team, the infrastructure that's in place at Simon Schuster, or Random House, Chronicle Books, Abrams. I mean, these are all fantastic publishers that I truly ha- hold in high regard and I worked for. It's extremely difficult to break in um, unless mm. you have a very large platform. Agents are, are really necessary and I have friends who are incredible agents. But again, if you don't have a literary agent, then uh, honestly, it's almost virtually impossible. And if right. you do have a literary agent, it could take three years unless you have a very large platform to get published, if you get published. And sure. the advance could be pretty much nil. So you just spent, you know, three years and, you know, maybe you get an advance of 1000 to $4,000. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And there's a lot of barriers to entry. I mean, if you're not a celebrity um, or haven't written a book before, you know, why is an agent going to want to work with you? There is a middle ground, um, which is what I do. I'm calling it publisher assisted. Some people call it hybrid, a hybrid model. But basically what it is, is you have an idea, you have a concept. Let's say it's about, um, mom tips for uh, the busy mom. Okay, that's your concept. Then Mm -hmm. we kind of take it from there, from creative development, to writing, to editorial, to what should, should we hire an illustrator to design and layout, to all the technical production, and and to market. Um, Assigning it from everything for an ISBN on Bowker to the CIP data, which is the Library of Congress. 
acting as your publisher, essentially, and being your megaphone. <laughs> so uh, who are some of your clients who happen to be moms? Um, and, you know, what are some of the books that they've come up with that you've helped them through? Uh, one of my clients is Sue Groner. She wrote a book, 101 Ways to Rock uh, Your World. These are were parenting tips. She self-published. She sent me her book, and I... Uh, just to get my opinion on it. And I actually really, really enjoyed the the content to the point where I was reading it with my middle child, who's eight years old today, mm-hmm. and my three-year-old uh, in bed. And we were laughing, and it was just wonderful, except for I was struggling with the package. So um, her and I have been working together now, and we're retitling the book. I think we're, our working title is 100 Ways to Parent with Sanity and Joy. Right. And um, we're redoing it from sidebars and tips to really making it a really useful uh, book, as well as a gift book for young moms for mo- or for moms who are on their third or fourth child who just, mm-hmm. need, who just need that like daily tip. Absolutely. I've actually had her on um, the show and it was great. It was, it was so nice to meet her. And we um, went through a lot of her top tips and I feel like what was so fascinating to me was that um, you can apply it to kids of all ages. Like I have, you know, two and a half year old twins and a one and a one and a half year old and she's an empty nester now with both our kids in college. And there were so many tips on there that it was like, okay, you know, this applies to everybody. And so who are some of the other moms you've worked with, um, maybe in like the children's book, you know, arena? Yeah, so I have another Hey Mama client who's been absolutely delightful to work with, which is she's writing a children's book called Gratitude the Great. Um, Her her main character is Frankie, a boy, which who embraces gratitude. So they're alone. You have the superhero picture book and a boy who's really – not sensitive and understanding and yet you know where rides a skateboard and wears a mohawk helmet and has (laughs) that boy energy so it was it's really nice to have and that was what was so refreshing about Pamela and uh, Roko her book and Mm -hmm. when she came to me it was actually just an email um, hey I'm really could use some help on the, this a publishing idea and endeavor with ISBN and just warehousing and all that stuff. And I just reached out like, Hey, how could I help you? And I never expected that she would kind of jump on board and become a client. It was more mm-hmm. of like, I just reached out to see if I could help from our network. And lo and behold, it's been just like an amazing journey with her. Um, she's working with Summer Laurie, who's a top editor. She was a children's book editor at Tricycle and then Random House. They are just really even to the point where they've developed the character of Hope, this girl now, to uh, a relationship with Frankie. It's her, it's her, his cousin. And it's just been, it's wonderful to see how these characters have developed, how the narrative has changed, and how open Pamela has been to our feedback, because she really wants this book to be the best that it can be. What's the cost with the options that we discussed, um, from self-publishing to working with you um, in the hybrid model, or actually working with a you know publishing house? What, what are the costs involved? 
So it really varies um, on genre, I think. Um, and for example, a cookbook is going to cost a lot more just based on photography and, and okay. recipe testing and development than it would a, a parenting or self-help kind of career development book. Um, so it really, I start off with what is the client great at? What is what are they bringing? So maybe the client is a photographer, and their photography is absolutely incredible, but they don't. They're not a writer, so we have to hire a writer. Or or they are they're a very strong writer, and they need a an, just an, everybody needs an editor. Mm-hmm. You do so it really varies. I mean, it can cost anywhere from five thousand for a creative fee all the way up to eighty thousand, just depending on what we're doing with the book. And then the printing can really vary because you know this an art book that we're doing with vellum and bells and whistles or gatefolds. I mean, that the printing alone can be you know twenty to forty thousand dollars, but that that the institution or the person would know that, and we'd already have a plan in place of how where this book is going when we're doing a big book like that. Um, with a parenting, um, it can it can really vary on the on the pricing, but. Um, I have an incredible technical production manager who comes from Chronicle and Walden Owen, and he really works hard. We all work really hard to get the best pricing for our clients with the printer. That's great. That's great. So there are certain books out there that sadly don't get their due. um, And there are others that just, you know, hit those bestseller lists and they're on New York times and, you know, number one on Amazon. Is there a formula for that? There's something called BookScan that reports into the New York Times and retailers such as Costco, Target, Barnes & Noble, independent bookstores report in to that system, their point of sale, and Amazon as well. And so, and then that's often how a title becomes a New York Times bestseller. It's really about the, the sales being back and reporting. So that goes back to distribution, essentially. And why sometimes people in self-publishing are having those hurdles is because you've cornered the market into Amazon often. Mm-hmm. So how are you going to break into the other channels that are reporting in to make you a New York Times bestseller? That's why traditional is such a key player, is that they have that distribution network, that sales force um, right. that marketing force so that you can become a New York Times bestseller. And I'm not saying that um, independent publishing does not do that. They do that all the time. I have b- been blessed in my life to work on multiple New York Times bestsellers. But mm-hmm. from independent publishing houses, when I think of it, Seven Stories uh, did a book on with Noam Chomsky on 9-11, and it was just incredible to see this small little publishing house in New York become mm-hmm. a New York Times bestseller. But it does take still a sales force and the network to make that happen. And right. um, I mean, if you want me to tell you about Amazon, so so Amazon is different. Amazon, a lot is demand. I've seen success, honestly, in self-publishing becoming within their categories into in 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 sort of what. Amazon saying is a bestseller. Um, there's so many ways. There's pay to play there. They what we call co-op, um, which is you know dollars in Amazon will ask for money, and then you know how many they click back, and you kind of could rise that way. Um, there there is really smart 
um, ways to go about creating demand. I've seen like one thing I will recommend to my clients. uh, I'll kind of give you kind of a tip. It would be uh, have a big party um, before your book is even available and encourage all of your friends and your whole entire network to to buy the book on Amazon and it will spike demand. What that means is that also the wholesalers will see that and they may decide to order your book as well. All of, and then all of a sudden it's like, wow, there's 700 people wanting to buy this book. Pre-orders are really key and it's all, it's all data driven. So how do you publish an audiobook? I have not sold audiobooks in so long. It's almost unbelievable. So I'm going, I used to actually sell audiobooks like 20 years ago. And honestly, at this point, I would probably say that there are many companies that do that. And we would just partner with them to create one for you. But we ourselves don't create audiobooks. Sure, sure. Are there any myths or misconceptions um, related to the industry that you can clear up for us? There's this concept, you know, everyone can write a book, right? So that's in the self-publishing. And I have to be honest, like, not everybody can write a book, right? So you, but we all have a story and we all have maybe an idea or we have, um, I love working with entrepreneurs. Like there's a huge reason they've started something. So they have a story, but I think that um, 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 there is this kind of myth or misconception that everyone can uh, create a book. And I don't, I, I don't think that's true. I actually think that the team of professionals that I work with, they, that we each have a specialty from text editor to creative designer to whatever that specialty is. And that's what creates a book, a, a, a whole entire team. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Can someone come to you with just an idea for a story and like no other groundwork done? um, Or do they have to have some sort of like manuscript in place? Absolutely. They do not have, they can literally have just a concept. Um, Liza Gershman, my creative director is probably the most incredibly creative human I've ever met. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She could just like, you could literally say, okay, I have this idea about aliens um, coming (laughs) in and they're going to like land here and we're going to all make cupcakes with them. And I want to do this creative cupcake crafting book with aliens. Okay, (laughs) Okay. fine. Liza will help you write that. Um, But literally, no, I'm serious. Stepping back, it might just be simply that I want to create a uh, craft book with uh, how to do crafts with my children. But I don't even know where to start other than I, I, I take all these Pinterest boards and I do it at home. Wow, that's great. And tell us about your team. When I started the Collective Book Studio, I noticed that many of my colleagues are freelancing back into large houses, mm-hmm. um, whether that be uh, Dean Burrell, who had over 20 years of experience at Chronicle Books and was there as managing editorial and adult, Amy Treadwell, 18 years at Chronicle Books in Food and Wine, Elizabeth Saki, she uh, came from a literary agency and was in at Chronicle Books as well, Chris 
um, Hemaseth and production manager was at Chronicle and Weldon Owen. Summer Laurie, who I used to work with at Tricycle Press, which is part of Ten Speed Press, and now it's Random House. She is an incredible children's book editor. From Liza Gershman, who who's come on as our creative director, has written fourteen books. I just and continually am blessed with the amount of talent that has come on board and that we can provide to clients. So what are some of your top tips and takeaways um, that you have for someone who's just getting started? Make a list. Who is your consumer? Who is your audience? Just make that list for you. Um, I think that's going to better serve you of what your end goal is with this book. And you're going to see like, because it's not everybody. That's not the answer on your list. And really drill down to what what you're trying to achieve. Um, it might be that you want to do good in the world and you want to be able to donate proceeds to an organization that you care deeply about. Um, maybe it's a, about climate change and you want to write a, a, a story on the environment and give money back. Um, maybe it's uh, about health health related issues that you've you've had yourself and you now want to be able to really work with children who might have that same, condition like whatever that is drill down there write yourself that list and I think that's going to help in so many ways you kind of either deciding is it time for me to get a literary agent is it time for me to kind of talk with a hybrid publisher assisted company like a collective book studio or is this something that I can do on my own okay so tell us about um your family life we'd love to hear about you and um, your three girls? Oh, um, <laughs> so I live in Oakland, California, which um, I love. I married uh, someone from Berkeley, so mm-hmm. we don't, he didn't, we didn't move far. Uh, I, um, it's just the weather possibly, because I'm from Minnesota originally, um, <laughs> is fantastic. We um, I have a, jun- a, a daughter who's in junior high. She just started middle school. I have a second grader, and I also have a three-year-old. So life wow. is hectic. Yeah, life is hectic. Uh, they're, they're spaced out. There's eight years between my oldest and my youngest child, which um, – sometimes is so awesome. I have like a built in mother's helper. Uh, but it's, my <laughs> husband runs his own business. And so we both are entrepreneurs and um, which has both its amazing strengths that we can be, take time off to be with the family. But it's also sometimes means that we both are working around the clock because that's what we do. Um, right. So that's sort of like um, we, we have a garden, we have chickens in our backyard, chickens. Uh, we love to, my husband and I both like to exercise where we, we ran a marathon together actually. And, um, are your, um, girls interested in writing? Are they like creatives at heart too? Well, my oldest, she goes to Oakland school for the arts. She is in a directing and playwriting class as I, as we speak. She is uh, a theater buff, and yes, she loves to write. My second, my middle, is also extremely sensitive and creative, and she has asked several times. She'll come home with 
things she's done at school and asks when I'm going to be publishing it. <laughs> <laughs> yep, she, she's got that inside connection right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think my three-year-old, who knows what she's going to be, but whatever it is, I'm sure we will watch her talent. It's going to be great. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Um, and how do you personally manage your time, you know, from, you know, your own company and your, your kids and, and running the household. It's, you know, it's a juggle. And, and how do you do it? Um, I take breaks. Mm. Uh, um, <laughs> I do. I do. Last, yesterday I went to the acupuncturist at 6 30 PM. Um, I yeah. really do. I just, I, I forgive myself and I take breaks, whether that be, um, I make it a real priority to to every Thursday at 6.30 in the morning, I, I take an exercise class. It's like, it's like, um, and if I don't, I really feel that I, I, I schedule it like I would a therapy appointment. Um, I make sure I take time to have coffee with a friend that I really, or, or a phone call that I, that I really need. Um, that's really how I manage my time is, it's really valuable when I work, I work, I make sure of that. I schedule help for myself. I have real office hours. And then I also take much needed uh, breaks and R&R. Yeah. Um, so can you tell us about a mom sense moment that you've had? Almost 10 years ago, uh, I was traveling every other week, um, selling large accounts. I was working at Chronicle Books at the time. Um, mm-hmm. And it was my daughter's second birthday, my oldest second birthday. And I was, I had worked so hard that weekend. Uh, Her birthday party was on Sunday, but I felt like I, from Friday and Saturday, from cooking to doing the cake, like wanted to make everything right. Wanted to really try to be what they, at that time, it's 12 years ago, felt like this is what a stay home mom would do. Right. And and I was just flustered and I had to leave, I, I think the next day, all of my, sales projections were in and I was supposed to study what I was going to sell this book for and this book for and to which account it was going to go into. And I, and I, so I couldn't be, once I had done all of this work, I actually couldn't be at the party in the way I wanted to be there. Mm-hmm. My brain was actually all about Monday morning. And so mm-hmm. I slayed in bed that night and it was like 11 PM with my husband. And I just said, I have to figure out how to do this differently. I really do. And it was that mom moment that I said, I think I'm just going to take this leap of faith. I think that's what's gotten me here today is just taking like a step back sometimes and being like, it's okay to say, hey, I want to be a mom for a moment. I can take a break from my career. I can do my career a little differently. Like that's okay to say. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And we have to be um, so attuned to whatever those needs are. And it's like, you know, if you feel you want to prioritize your kids for any moment in time, you do it, you know, you listen to that, that voice in your head and just do it. Um, That, yeah, that's so inspiring because it's taking a huge risk and you did it and you've come out on top, you know, you (laughs) have it. Thank you. you. (laughs) Yeah, no, thank you. No, I really, I do owe it to my oldest child. Um, One other thing I really want to say is there was a moment I quit everything and I was about six months. I wasn't working and I got really frustrated with her, with the kids and the, it was, I didn't even have my third baby yet. It was just two kids in the car. And my, my, I said, 
just to go ask your dad. He makes all the money, right? I was really yeah. just a, not a, not my a nice self. And my do- oldest daughter, she was about six years old, and she says to me, "Mom, you're very successful. You could make a lot of money. I believe in you." And she and I was like, I, you know, those are those moments where I was like, I was happy that I my my daughter saw her young mom build her career and also take a step back and say, wait a second, I can build something that's different and unique that my daughters will be proud of. And it, and they can, they can say, Hey, my mom does this. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh my God. I'm getting choked up. Just <laughs> thinking of your six year old say that to you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was a, she's, she's my, she's really a great reminder of what, what I can do. Yeah, yeah, she just gets you. Let's not forget our quote of the day. Is there a quote that you live by and maybe one that you, you know, tell those in your mom tribe um, or your kids or something that's kind of had an impact on you? The writer Alberto Manguel, he wrote a book called A History of Reading. And his quote is, life happened because I turned the page. Oh, wow. That whole book I just love and everything he writes is, is is magnificent. But he really does talk about the book as this, that we don't, if you think about what is your favorite book, it's mm-hmm. often based on a memory. Maybe you were reading it at a coffee shop and you met this person you fell in love with as you're spilling coffee on the cover and it's and like it's full of coffee stains. And he talks about that in the book, that, the, that a book really is this it's a part of who we are it's an extension of us it's now time for mom hall when we share products we love so what is that product for you so uh, from origins origins company i'm actually really into this gel moisturizer but right now and i had no idea i got a sample actually at a hey mama event and i was like whatever and now a gel moisturizer, that's weird. But actually, I really, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> What's this? Oh, okay, it's by Origins. Um, okay, very cool. I love it. I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll post that um, link on my site. So that's great. I know. And I didn't even think I was going to, like, you know, the, but I, I'm going to send it to you. I'm, it's like a ginseng ultra. Anyways, I'll, I'll send it to you. It's actually really great. Um, and I'm surprised, surprised because usually gel, I always think it's like supposed to go under your eyes or wherever, but this is a gel instead of a cream moisturizer that I really like. Um, so my mom hall product is a jewelry organizer and it's by BB bro trade and it's essentially a hanging, um, organizer so you can you know put it in your closet and I I recently um just went through um all of my earrings and rings and like long necklaces and chains and um organized it all into this this thing and I feel like you know we we all have um you know beautiful accessories I'm sure but when they're um tucked away in a drawer or in their jewelry boxes like you just forget what you have so this thing just has it out um, on beautiful display, and it's like, okay, I, you know, I know what I'm wearing with this outfit. So, nice. help me out. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I so we'll link that. Too. <laughs> that was awesome. I want to tell you one little thing, and you don't have to put this in your podcast, but yeah. you have to go. But my husband actually built me something. He took an old frame, like uh-huh. a huge old art frame, and then 
and um, and like mesh. And he he made me this huge thing that hangs on my wall where I string all of my earrings so I can see everything. Oh, wow. That's it's so like this cool. beautiful antique gold frame and it's like entire wall. Very cool. So where can my listeners find you? So um, my website, which is the Collective Book Studio, and it's actually the collectivebook.studio. We also are on Instagram um, at the Collective Book and as well as... Um, on LinkedIn and uh, Facebook at the Collective Book Studio. Perfect. Yep. And we will link all of your um, URLs in um, on my podcast. Thank yeah. you so much, Angela. This has been so, so informative. I mean, you know, any of you out there, if you know you want to publish a book and you just don't know where to start, um, this was the episode for you because hopefully we've provided you some clarity and direction. Um, thank you. Thank you, Angela, for being on the show. Thank you. This has really been fun. I, I appreciate it a lot. I hope you enjoyed my chat with Angela Engel of the Collective Book Studio. I'm sure we all have those creative wheels in our heads turning now about what book we want to write. And you can do it, mama. And while you're at it, write to me at that's totalmomsense at gmail.com. I'd love to hear what you think of my show. I read everyone's emails and I am honestly so humbled by your feedback and reviews. So keep them coming. Follow me on Instagram at Kanika, K A N I K A X O X O, where I promote all my episodes. Remember, always trust your mom sense. Stay strong, super mamas. Bye. That's total mom sense.